at the end of the last chapter, Ricky and Lily had made up. Lily apologized for the mud. Ricky apologized for the things he said about Halmoni. And they each tried to show the other that they wanted to put that behind them and become better friends. Lily is going to go and meet the tiger still in the middle of the night. The tiger isn't there. I'm standing in the basement in the middle of the night, but again it's completely empty. Where are you? I hiss. I get nothing in response. In my hands, I hold the final star jar, and I don't know what to do. I'm so close, but I can't save Halmoni without the tiger, and the tiger is nowhere to be found. This isn't how stories are supposed to end, right before the hero saves the day. This isn't fair. I consider what Ricky said about going to the tiger, but where would that be? This tiger did just walk into my house. Where else would she go? Frustrated, I leave the basement, and I'm just tiptoeing past the bathroom when I hear a familiar noise, a sound like rolling thunder. I push the bathroom door open and I see Halmoni. She's sick again, but she flushes the toilet, lowers the lid, and sits on top of it. Come to me, she says, so I do. I set the star jar on the floor and I perch next to her on the tub. I hear about mud, she says, as she dabs a wad of toilet paper at her lips. I shake my head, ready to be done with the whole mud thing. I already apologized to Ricky, it's fine. She sighs. You are little mini-me. I don't think that's so good, but I want to be like you. She balls the toilet paper up in her rice paper hands. Hamoni make mistakes sometime. My life not good to follow. Your life better. But no, no, she interrupts. Lily, my lifelong, long ago, is growing up in a small village so poor we have no money. We have no food. My mom leave country when I so little, and as soon as I can, I come here to find her. But I never do. That is a sad story, little egg. Gently, I take toilet paper from her hands and toss it into the trash can. That's why you stole from the tigers. That's why you hid your stories away, because they were sad to think about. She looks down at her empty hands, so delicate and fragile. She's lost so much weight. There's not much left of her. Lily, when I tell my story, I am sad. So much of our family's story is sad, and more than that. So much of Korean people's story is sad. Long, long ago, Japan and United States people do wrong things to our country. But I don't want to give you sad, angry stories. I don't want to pass you those bad feelings. Listening to her talk, I realize, realize there is so much of the world that I don't know, so much of my history and so much of me, but I will learn it. Because even though the tiger's stories upset me, I'm glad I heard them. They made me feel like the world is huge, and I'm filled up with it, like I could hear the stars and listen.
So maybe Halmoni is wrong about hiding the sad things. I've never thought she was wrong before. But Halmoni, maybe keeping those stories secret is the bad thing, because all those things still happen, even if you don't talk about it, and hiding it doesn't erase the past. It only bottles it up. She rubs my shoulders. I think better to forget. No, Halmoni, I want to hear your stories. If you don't tell me the story about the stars and how you found the tiger caves, I pause as something dawns on me. Wait, how did you find the tigers? How did you know where to go, where the tigers like to be? I go where they keep their stories, at top of mountain. I blow out a hot breath. Siberia, the top of a mountain. None of that helps me. I scoot closer to her, desperation roiling inside me. The tiger came to me, Halmoni, and she said if I freed all the stories, if I opened all the star jars, then you'd be okay again. Her forehead crinkles. What you saying, star jar? This. I spring up and lift the jar off the ground holding it out to her. The jars you put the stars in when you stole them from the tigers. She shakes her head and does that squint, like when she's lost something in her memory and can't find it. No, little one, I think I get those here from Fly Market. Fly Market? I blink, trying to decipher her words. And then, you mean flea market? You found them at a flea market in Sunbeam? She nods. Yes, yes, flea market, one by the coast. No, I say, holding the star jar closer to her face, like I can force her to remember. They're from Korea. You hid magical star stories in them, and you hid them in the boxes. That's why you were so nervous about moving the boxes, because the jars are magic. Everything a little bit magic, Hamoni says slowly. But those just jars... I shake my head. Maybe she's having one of her forgetting episodes because this doesn't make sense. Those star jars are magic. They have to be. Lily Bean, she murmurs. Her eyes are clear. This isn't like her other episodes where she looked all foggy. But I don't understand. I don't get how this is possible. I opened the first two jars, and the tiger told me the stories, I say. There's just one left, and once I get to the end, you'll be healed. I can save you. Aye! She takes my hand in hers, rubbing my lifeline like she always does. Lily Bean, I don't need saving. I not scare anymore. But this will work, the tiger said. Tigers speak in tricky ways not always meaning what we want. I shake my head because I don't want her to speak in confusing tiger-like riddles. I want her to listen. You don't get it. This is your last chance. I have to do this. You have to get better. Her eyes are so dark, so shadows. No, you stop. You listen. This is end, Lily. This, my time... You can't just give up, though, I yank my hand away from her. She can't pretend to comfort me when she's really saying horrible things. She looks down. 
When I younger and missing my mom, I used to think she is a monster for leaving me. I used to be so mad, but now I understand. Sometime you have to leave you little ones, even though you don't want to. Sometime you know it is time. But it's not time, my voice cracks, but I shout anyway. You have to keep fighting. You're supposed to be strong. Hamoni winces like her conversation physically pains her. There is too much fighting already. No more of that. I squeeze my eyes so tightly that I see stars exploding behind my eyelids. But I've been working so hard. I'm so close. There has to be a point to all of this. There has to be a happy ending. Go to bed, little one, she says softly. No more. Chapter 36 I walk up to the attic room, holding the little blue jar in my hands. The jar feels heavy. I feel heavy. It. I was brave. I was strong. But now it's all for nothing. The tiger is gone and Halmoni is done. How can I fight so hard if she has already given up? Where are you? I whisper when I reach the top of the stairs. Sam snuck out again tonight. The room feels quiet without her snores. The house feels big without the tiger. When I get no response, I pull the two empty star jars out from under my bed, gathering the three of them in my arms. My heart thumps in my chest, and the walls around me seem to thump as well, an angry, pounding sound, like the whole house is mad at Halmoni. I brought these to you, I call out to a tiger who isn't there. You said you would help. Silence. Still except for the pounding, and I'm so angry. Louder I shout, How could you disappear? How could you just leave me alone? The thumping around me gets louder, coming from the window now, and I turn, expecting the tiger, but it's Sam. Her head pops up outside the window, and she hoists herself inside, red-faced and panting. I realize that the thumping was her climbing up the rope. She slings her backpack off her shoulders, dumping it onto the floor. It's not zipped properly, and a plastic bag slides out. It seems like it's filled with rice, but in the moonlight, I can't exactly tell. Sam catches her breath. I told you I just had to get out. I'm not leaving you. I wasn't talking to you. I say. She squints and then tilts her head, staring at the jars in my arms. Where'd you get those vases? They aren't vases there. She raises an eyebrow and gives me a look like I am the strangest little kid around. Never mind. Honestly, how dare she come in now? How dare she shrug and look at these jars like whatever? How dare she act so careless when I care so much? I don't exactly plan to do this. I don't really think it through, but I take the green jar and throw it, and it explodes against the wall. She shrieks. What are you doing? And you know what? It feels good to break it. It's just too much. All that hope and fear and strength and power. 
all those stories and consequences and uncertainty. It's all too much to keep bottled up inside me. I lift the tall, thin jar, and I throw it against the wall, watching with relief as that one shatters too. Stop! Sam shouts. Stop! I was trying to help her. Someone shouts way too loud, and I realize it's me, but it doesn't sound like me. But like I am possessed, it's like, or cursed, or something. I am thunder and lightning. I am out of control. The only jar left is the little blue one, the last one, the jar that's still filled with the final story. It's my last chance. It's Halmoni's last chance. I have to get it to the tiger before it's too late. Except maybe the thing is, what if it's already too late? And what if none of this ever meant anything in the first place? What if impossible things, talking tigers, trapping stars, saving your Halmoni, really are impossible? Maybe all of this was just a mugwort dream or a mental stress reaction after all. Maybe jars are just jars. Maybe I wanted it to be okay so badly that I made everything up. I threw the last star jar. It shatters. <laughs>